Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And folks, we are here today to discuss with you uh, another episode of Glee. Now, Ian, at the end of last week's episode, I said, oh, I'm really excited for this one because I remembered one plot line of this. Yes. And I really, and I stand by that, but boy. There's, turns out there's three plot lines this episode, and I only like one of them. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's valid. Um, so. And I am fascinated to hear more. Let's go on. We are, of course, here today to discuss season three, episode 18, which is entitled Choke. Uh, this episode originally aired May 1st of 2012. And we get a, we do get a recap here. Um, at. A recap for all of our recaps, as it were. Yep. Niata. Yep. Biggest audition of their lives coming up. Sure. Also, Puck is here. Also, yep. so is Roz. And remember Beast? Yeah. Literally, I was like, all right, we have to remember Niata. We have to remember that Puck exists. Roz Washington's yep. a character. And Beast and Cooter are characters. That's what you need to know. Right. Like, put in all five of those pins. Yep. We cut. We open up proper on the hallway. We have Rachel's inner monologue about... It starts about being gaseous, like, balls <laughs> yep. of matter, and it turns into That's, those balls of gaseous matter become stars. It's a and star I'm metaphor, a star. sure. Exactly. She is a gaseous ball of matter. I buy it. The only thing um, that stuck out to me about this scene is, like, she's walking down the hallway and Puck weirdly winks at her, and I'm like, why'd that have to happen? Why did we do that? That was my, that was my second note. Who knows? Why? Especially because... All, the puck of it all in this episode is so not anything having to do with that. I know. We do get a good callback to, like, her daily routine, yep. which I don't think we've seen since, like, season one. So one point for, for that long-standing continuity. And uh, um, she does uh, the hallmark of any uh, theater kid, which is to talk about um, her routine pre-audition, which includes no dairy, no touching of doorknobs. Some other third no thing. No kissing. No kissing, yep. Are these accurate? Um, it's so funny because recently there was a whole theater kid TikTok trend, or maybe it was just like musical TikTok trend of like everyone being like, this is what you shouldn't do before you go on for a show. And it's all like, don't drink dairy. Yep. Don't eat tomatoes. All of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not not true, but ultimately like, and, like, I thought about making a TikTok about this, but I'm not uh, that kind of TikToker, if you mm. will. will. Not um, yet. Shit, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, you you find out what works for your body, and you listen to your body, and that's really that. So, if I can have, like, coffee, I can have milk in my coffee, but I'm also not going to drink, but, like, but, I'm not going to eat ice cream before going on. But would you stop touching doorknobs? Um, No. That's just inconvenient. Um, How are you going to get out of your house? Ex- exactly. It's 2022, and, um, I mean, I've already had COVID, so. Yeah, there you go. What I do understand from Rachel's perspective, though, mm-hmm. is, like, I, too, can be a superstitious, like, yeah, pre- uh, preparer with performing. And, um, like, I think that's a pretty universal experience. Yeah. But enough about that. Cut to Puck and Finn, um... Where we immediately start with Puck saying a bunch of awful things that I did not write down. Me neither. Good. <laughs> um, so, it turns out Puck might not be graduating after all. Fine. Um, and Finn's counterpoint is like, no, what if you want to clean the White House pool one day? You need a degree to... Honestly, in this day and age, you probably do need a degree to do that. Like... Yeah. But TBH, you probably need, experience. like, a bachelor's. Like, you need to have your bachelor's Minimum. in pool cleaning to be able to, yeah. to clean the White House pool. Um, oh man, like what like fancy name of a degree is that? It's some sort of like um, home engineering, right? Or like like domestic aquatic engineering. Yeah, aquatic engineering is probably it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it turns out all he needs really is a good grade in geography, and he's home free. 
And his um, his way to his current plan to acquire that is to seduce his geography teacher, which like okay, bud, go for okay. it, I guess. Not it, like we haven't seen this before. Well, I guess that's why he was like it worked once. So he right. does. He, I guess more so than any other student, he has a track record to show that you can seduce your way into a teacher's pants. Um, Rachel Berry was not so lucky. It's weird to me to have a whole class on geography. I don't know if that's like. That seems really no. specialized for high school. Yeah. But what do I remember? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, geography was just part of, like, history classes. Yeah, right? You just learn, yeah. when you're learning the history, you also learn about where they are. Right. And then you relearn again when you constantly track the analytics of your podcast about Glee. Right, um, which is, yes, that's how we know anything <laughs> these days. Exactly. Um, and... We cut to another part of the hallway. Excuse me. Yep. <clears throat> uh, weirdly, Sugar is back. Okay. She, yeah, uh, she's like... No offense to Sugar and the actress who plays her. Absolutely did not need to be here. Like, it's like Why? they had a contract. They were like, ah, oh, shit. She had a couple more episodes. It's getting near the end of the season. Throw her in. She doesn't even, like, they sing had... in one of the songs. Yo, we'll get to that because that was fucking bananas <laughs> to me. Um, but, like, you have people here that... Two people here that won a fucking contest that did not get as much screen time as Sugar. Well, like, in theory, they hired this woman to play, like, a character, and then they gave her a sort of a plot line. And now sure. they just bring her back, what, once every six episodes to stand and have two lines? Pre yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, we also get um, uh, a little foreshadowing note for our next week, which is Brittany saying... Oh, guys, I just went to my student council meeting. My first one, it's May. Um, yeah. And uh, we're yeah. having another prom this year. Okay. This is where this is where I wrote, oh, yeah, Brittany is president. And she's just starting her presidential duties now in May, apparently. Better late than never or whatever. So keep the word prom in the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah, another pin in prom. Yeah. Um, but... Then we got, like, Beast showing up with a black eye, and <sighs> Santana is awful to her. Yeah. And, but Roz hears this and calls all of Brittany, Santana, Tina, yep, Sugar, Tina. and Mercedes all out for joking about what is basically a domestic violence joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> thus we start the B-plot. This is, this sucks. I'm gonna, yes. yeah, so this, this, why did they do this? Oh, man. This plot so, uh, is out of nowhere. It's so serious. Like and, it's so serious. And it was there was no build up. Like again, we talk about Glee earning things. They did not earn this. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. And it's so much and it's like especially on the heels of the other two plots we have. It's oh. so much and it's nothing at all. Yeah. Like if they wanted to do a domestic violence plot and really like give that the weight it deserved it did it could not have been the b plot to rachel's niata audition exactly yeah the fact that they made it this is the b plot and it's this super serious and they're trying to be like really tackling an issue but like it's not even half the episode is wild like and it's very it's very contrived mm -hmm. and like god bless all of Jane Lynch, Dot Marie Jones, Nene Leaks. Leaks. They are they are eating. They're, they yeah. are earning their paycheck, but they were given crumbs. Yeah, they're trying to Pardon the best. siren in the background, listeners. They were this trying is their important. best. But this was just so and it felt like it felt borderline inappropriate to like be like, yes. why don't we stick this plot in here it's like they did the texting and driving psa and they're like what else like what else should we tackle right wife beating oh, God. sure like and you're like what the fuck where did this come from fuck? and also like we haven't seen coach beast in weeks weeks and weeks she came out of nowhere right and so they're like well we want to have a plot about domestic violence but the only other adult couple we have on the show is will and emma we can't do that with them so Let's bring back this character who we've basically ignored for a while and make it about her. And if you're keeping up with the show to this point already, mm -hmm. there is so much bullying. There is yeah. so much, like, there is just so much trauma. Even in what is, like, a sort of lighthearted, 
quote, biting comedy. Yeah. There's a lot of real there. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Like, because they do point out how, Will, like, uh, how Sue is, like, so mean to everyone, and she even makes a joke about hitting, yes. hitting all of the kids with a wet fish. Um, which, like, you know the line in Community where Britta is like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line yes. at animals abuse? <laughs> right. It has that sort of energy where we're yes. like, crime is fine, it's okay for a teacher to... <laughs> like, systematically bully children, like, all these things are fine, but, like, domestic abuse is where we draw the line. As it right. should be. Like, yeah, like, you should draw a line at domestic abuse, but I'm like, you guys have done some so much other shit that to oh, try yeah. to make this into, like, your your flag to plant, it's felt, it felt so, so strange. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> more like, things We can happen. keep going, but, yeah, more things happen. Um, uh, like uh, we cut, we cut to the teacher's lounge. Yeah. Um, at least the one good thing in all of this is that like we get like Sue and the ladies like being the teachers this week instead yeah. of Will. Will has minim- minimal involvement today. Great. Yeah, this is all about um, Sue, Roz Washington, and uh, Beast. Uh, Sue does call Roz Black Sue. Black Sue, which is which. Yeah. That's funny. And then they bond over their shared views that domestic violence is bad, which I guess is a pretty Valid. common statement. But, you know, and they're still very mean to each other the whole time. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, and Sue does say, Will, your teenage minions are doing this. And I kind of love, especially because lately um, the internet has been painting Matthew Morrison as, like, the villain of this show. Because he is. Like, it's pretty great that he, he, she calls him out as the villain here. Yeah. Um, Teacher ladies decide that they're going to teach that group of the five Glee ladies who didn't have alternative plots this week, except not Quinn, who just couldn't be bothered to show up today. (laughs) Honestly, good for her. I imagine her totally, 1,000%, but I also imagine her being like, y'all need me this week? And Ryan Murphy being like, no, take this week off. And and Diana Agron just being like, bet. And then (laughs) seeing the episode turn out and going... Great. Fair. Well, you know what Good. it was? They were, Ryan Murphy was like, well, we can't put your wheelchair on stage for the cell block tango numbers, so you're out of here today. <laughs> Rewrite the whole episode, boys. Th- you're, the wheelchair that we arbitrarily put you in will not fit in with the rest of the scenes with the Glee Girls, so you're good. And it's and it's too early for the boner to work its right, magic. Right, the boner hasn't fully healed you yet, so right. you're good. Take the week off. Um, And then we kind of learn, or quote-unquote learn, Nah, Beast was in the gym training, and the the she was doing punching bag stuff, and she messed up the timing, and it hit her in the face. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that sounds like something that could happen. I don't know. I don't know enough about that punching is... bags. Me neither. Um. I hope to keep it that cut way. To... Yeah, same. Um, cut to Kurt as the Phantom of the cut Opera. To fully fledged, fully staged Phantom number. The candles everywhere, exquisite. Everywhere. <laughs> Kurt is Kurt's in full phantom regalia. He's got. I would I would say full phantom drag, if you will. Yeah, he it is. And then he has Tina doing his Christine. <laughs> Tina looks. My this is my favorite part of the episode because Tina is giving us nothing. She looks like is the best. She looks like she's on so many drugs. She looks yes. like Christine, as though the plot of the Phantom of the Opera was that. The fandom has been drugging Christine for months, which, like, honestly, maybe. I mean, and so she's like look. walking around on like, the, like she no thoughts head empty. <laughs> Truly, and I love it. It is perfect. It's the best performance of Christine I've ever seen. She says not a single word, and I'm like, not a single word. <laughs> the patron saint of I can fix him, as it were. Yeah. Um. So Kurt is doing um. Music of the night. Have you seen, and this is a tangent, but have right. you seen um, the TikTok video of this girl who gets too baked and talks about, like, movies? Um, no. I'll send this one to you because she does a bunch, but she she did one specifically about Phantom of the Opera, the movie, of course. Of course. Um, and, like, evalu- she gets too baked, quote, and evaluates, like, which characters from the Phantom of the Opera she would invite to a housewarming party mm-hmm. and it is just the funniest fucking video ever and 
like she refers to Christine as Captain Save a Ho. Oh no, she refers to herself as Captain Save a Ho, um, and she refers to Christine as the patron saint of I can fix him. Yep. Um, it's so it's so good. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is just my plug for bake takes. Um, uh, but yeah, the sequence was perfect. Do you think this is? First of all. This isn't how you audition for things, right? You don't set up Absolutely a full set. Absolutely fucking not. All right. No. We all knew that. And we'll get to, and we'll get to it, but the most selective musical theater collegiate adjudicator does not come to your school. Oh my god. Oh yeah, okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um We're getting ahead of ourselves. Is There's this, a lot to unpack. Is this a good performance? Yeah, sure. Is Kurt like Kurt's tried to is this the first time we've... Like, I feel like I remember Kurt doing Phantom uh, earlier. But maybe I'm confusing it. If he did, I don't remember the, it. May, I might be con- conflating it with his tr- trial as Romeo and Juliet with Rachel trying to be more masculine. Perhaps. So, like, Kurt's not who you would cast typically as a Phantom, I assume. No, I don't know if there's a role for him in Phantom, per se. Mm. Shrug. Um, it's fair. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah, um, but also Christine or Tina's Christine is fully from the '60s. Yeah, it looks like because she's wearing that dress later in the episode, it does look like she maybe just was wearing the wig and hadn't gotten into full <laughs> Christine looks yet. Sure, sure. Unclear when this audition is supposed to take place. Um, Blaine is there watching and says he does a good job. He Kurt is like, "Is it too overdone?" Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, he, um, and then he's like. But is this boring? Am I boring? Do I need to do something fresh and edgy and unpredictable? Or maybe I just need more candles? And Blaine goes, oh god, no. Blaine, yeah, the not more candles is the funniest part, because, like, especially in the movie Phantom, where, like, all the candles rise up from the water, which, like... Oh, that happens on Broadway, too. Yeah, but it makes sense on Broadway, because it's a stage and you're like, oh, I understand. This is to indicate a scene transition between us being in a lake and us being in a cave. Whereas in the movie where they have freedom to do what they want, they're like, no, no, no. Candles still come out of the water. (laughs) I know we didn't have to He's magic, Karina. Is he? He's magic. That's never really explained. (laughs) Like, is he magic? Does the Phantom have mystical powers? May... Perhaps. I thought he was just supposed to be really good at music and a weird dude. <laughs> I mean, yes. 100% yes, but he is canonically, quote, a magician as well. Okay, well, you can be a magician and that doesn't mean you can and actually... And a genius. It seems like in Love Never Dies, he does not have any magic powers or else he would have brought Christine oh, back to life. Look, Spoilers oh, for Love Touché, Never right. Dies. <laughs> Another one I have not seen sober. Um, no, and you're right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Kurt frets about him being too predictable, and we'll we'll come back to that. Yes. Um, and then we have Puck being gross again. Yeah, Puck goes um, to sleep his way into a grade. It's it sucks. We do meet another teacher. Hello, random there's geography five teacher. Now, yeah. Um, um she she does like, the right thing. She does the right thing. Yes. But yes. she boy she lets him get awfully close though. I hated that. I hated that. We did not need that fine detail of I'm recently divorced and ex- like incredibly lonely. Did not need that. Like, shut that the fuck down, geography teacher. Yeah. On site. I had to pause at one point because I was, and so I paused like right on this moment. No. Of, like puck no. on her neck, Karina. Karina, set your phone on fire right now. Right? And I'm just like, oh, why did she let him touch her? Like, your student should never touch your neck. With any part no. of your body, especially not with his mouth. Or, like, not touch you at all. That's really the ideal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, she's like, no, you can, but you're welcome to try to study for the test. And this sends him into, like... Yeah, a, a, she says, you're lazy, crack a book, like, earn the grade... And so, therefore, it's a fully rocked-out performance of School's Out for the Summer. It's funny. Oh, also, at one point, he says, just give me a D-minus, and I'll tickle your thigh, which is just awful. Oof. Um, Ugh. Yeah, so they do School's Out. Um, it's fine. It's sort of like... 
a very weirdly non-threatening version of schools out for the summer like they're trying really hard yeah. to be punk about it but mostly they've just been like look at the eyeliner we put on these cheerleaders um fully and it's such like a weird cut of it like i guess the yeah. song is long and they didn't have that much time so but it's a very noticeably strange cut that they do in the show and i was like oh okay and, like, weirdly enough, this did what I thought they did not get last time, which was yes. that this was a theatrical thing that ended up in that, the Glee Club. That made me laugh also, so much. Like, also, Nationals, coming up, guys. Doesn't matter. But that's besides the point this time. It's not a National Studying Week. It's a Niata Week. Um, yeah, yeah. The fact that it goes through the whole thing of Puck, like with the, shredding the guitar with the cheerleaders and the kids running around the hall throwing papers around... And then it ends... Um, With more light arson, too. Light arson, which, like, feels right. Also, they had to change the lyrics because I think it does end school's blown to pieces, and I guess we can't uh, say that on TV, which, like, fair. Um, I thought they said that. I don't think they did. I think it said school's out completely. We'd have to go back. I but I feel like that. I heard school's blown to pieces. Or maybe they had the Disney Plus version. Oh, that's very possible. Because um, on Hulu, it was definitely schools blown to pieces. Uh, but, so yeah, he's got his guitar lit on fire, and he's thrown it down, and then we cut back to the Glee Club, with Puck just staying there with a the guitar at his feet, and the rest of the Glee Club looking, like, confused. Which <laughs> implies that this had been in his head, and he just performed it, like, alone in the Glee Club, which made it way, way funnier. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. And this is only the first act. Yes. <sighs> We cut to the Glee Club, except it's just Sue being preachy to the aforementioned five girls. Yep. Sugar Mercedes, Brittany, Santana, and Tina. Yeah, that's the um, crew for this plot. Which, I mean, cool. We gave Tina stuff to do this week. Sort of. Bummer situation, but yeah. fine. Um, And this was where we talk about, like, um, how... She, uh, she's trying to instill this, the gravity of this in them, and yep. they're all like, you bully us and right. joke about harming us all the time. Um, oh. by the, also, if like any of our men did this, we would just leave. Right. And a lot of the plot of this also revolves around, like, well, Coach Beast couldn't be getting hit because she's so big and strong. And, right. Like, so obviously that's not, like, it's why it's fine to joke about it. And you're like, okay. And then, like, Roz tells the story about how her aunt was in an abusive relationship and it took her, like, five years. It's just all, like, so serious. It's very much check the box. Yeah. Um, it's so heavy to, like, throw. Like, right after this wild number of, like, of Puck doing schools out after trying to seduce a geography teacher. And then it's like, and now let's yeah. talk very seriously about domestic abuse. Therefore, this week, the assignment is turn an American songbook song that are about hitting women historically. Yeah. Um, and, and like, turn them around, make them songs of empowerment, make them about um, you Right, giving women the, the courage. I did not understand the assignment at all. Now, clearly later, neither is the day, but what the fuck does that mean? Right. I mean, like, and not that I could... I, I know there are th those songs out there, but, mm -hmm. like, I couldn't necessarily name a song. I just remember Rachel Bloom being on a pad podcast one time and talking about how there's, like, so many, like, old musical theater songs that are like, you tie the woman up and then you beat her till she's out. Yeah. Like, very jolly, like, but also clearly about <laughs> That sounds a like a song from Damn Yankees, and I don't know if that does happen in Damn Yankees, but it sounds like it could. I mean, I, I don't know Damn Yankees well enough. Do they ever talk um, about beating their wives in that? Probably not. Well, there is that song about not busting your nut because of the game. Um, oh, right. The song called The Game, where it's all about, like... It's all about the game. Hold your come in so you don't get distracted <laughs> from the game. Man, I've had college professors be like, don't drink don't do drugs and don't have sex until the show's open. And we're all like, please don't tell me what 20. to do. More than half of us are in relationships with each other here. But then they thought about the game. But then they thought about the game. Anyway, Mike Chang needs help on gelling his hair, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so then that's the other thing we go from this, <laughs> we go from this like super serious, like 
thing. And then it's quick cut to like Blaine. Give me advice on hair gel. Also, the weight, the locker weight room again. Yes. All the boys are here. Surprise. Rory's in this episode. Yo, <laughs> we, I, I, I fully stopped the episode because Morgan was like, wait, what? And I went, because we all thought he got deported. We thought they'd literally shipped him off at this point. That his arc was yeah. done. And they were like, we don't need him anymore. But no, they were like, we need another boy here today. Come back on set, Damian McGinty. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, Mike asks Blaine for help with advice. And then it's segue. And they're all talking, like, just fun times in the boy locker. Until Finn is like, guys, Puck's not here. This was, like... The like the mirror image of how last week where they were all in like the girls' room trademark. Yes. Um all just like doing their lipstick and stuff, and now this week it's like the boys' locker room version. Yeah. Um but yes, like they're like, Yeah, man, anyone seen Puck? We have to make sure he graduates. It's our job to like help him with that. Okay, fine. Yeah. We vow to help him. We have to Puck. find him. No man left behind. Um Okay. And also they started off with like, anybody notice something? And Sam's like, you lost those five pounds. And they're all right? like, good for you. Like, where did that come from <laughs> out of nowhere? Again. The, the Finn body image jokes are just so, they're so strong, but they are so like sporadic they're throughout scattered. the series. Yeah. They're so scattered. Um, anyway, Rachel tells Kurt that he cannot sing his planned song, which was um, boy next door. not the boy next door yeah. from the boy from Oz, which was uh, the Hugh Jackman vehicle for winning him a Tony and doing gay stuff on stage. As they say several times in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, you can't, this is not the time to take risks, which he's like, isn't this exactly the time to take risks? And she's like, no. And then right. she's like, I'll Music be of the night is, music of the night is your rain on my, don't rain on my parade. Absolutely it's not. Absolutely it's not. Absolutely fucking not. He's like, I guess I haven't tracked singing it for months, which, like, fine, but if... If there's any song that's Kurt's Don't Rain On My Parade, it's his turn of Rose's turn. Mr. Cellophane. Oh, I was gonna say Mr. Cellophane. No, he did not do very good with that. I don't think. Fine. He did much okay. better with Everything's Coming Up, Kurt. Well, yes. Although, to be fair, it was half fantasy kiss. sequence, I guess. Or that one, uh... Right. That he used to audition for Tony with the, the, the oh the yeah spinning. greatest star or whatever yeah yeah although that was also a bit much yeah but anyway her her assertion that he needs to do music of the night like I know I don't think it's supposed to be like sabotagey like it's not supposed it, to be um, Rachel sabotaging Kurt because I don't think that's the plot we're going for here but it does right. sort of feel that way that Rachel is like. Thank you, because I was having that internal conversation with myself as well. Like, because she knows he would do really well with this, like, out there song choice and doesn't want him to do better than her, which is what happens. Right, that's but, kind of like the inadvertent subtext. Like, I'm not making a risky choice, so you can't either. Like, that was Leah Michelle, not Rachel Berry. Yes. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. Um... Which, and, like, it's funny because, like, especially in that time, we're starting to break this down now, but there's mm -hmm. very much, like, a do not sing list, and two very strong ones on there are Don't Rain On My Parade and Music Of The Night, because yeah, so much Weber is just sort of off the table. Anything Barbra Streisand, off the table. Mm -hmm. um, so those are two songs that, like, if you're bringing those into your college audition, you better have. You, you better, better be fucking amazing at Knock them. it out of the fucking park. Yeah, yeah because they're hearing. You can't be a twenty you versions of that today. You can't today. even come in with a good version of that. You have to come in with like right. a stellar version of that. And this is coming from a dude who sang one of those songs for a good number of his college auditions. One of the ones that were listed um, on by. Uh, I mean, not like overtly. Like I, the the ones that I sang were kind of like yeah, a lot of people sing this, but okay, like you do it well. Like mm -hmm. I got into colleges, That's like true. I got into programs. It worked. Um, yeah. So and then to get Kurt to agree to this, she's like, "I'll be your Christine," which like again, not how it not works. How it works. But they do were like, "Oh, Tina won't mind being recast," which you're like, at least wild. At least the show acknowledging that they just don't give a shit about Tina. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the cell block tango. Yeah. Where she gets a moment. So to represent domestic violence, they do cell block tango. 
I don't know. If, they do part of it. Yeah. Again, another song with a weird cut. Um, but like, makes sense. They, it's a long song, and not all of yeah. them make sense to do in this. Uh, I don't think they understood the assignment, but I also didn't understand the assignment. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> a for effort, minimum. Um, the best part of this yeah. is Tina and Mike doing their Broadway bits. Yeah, like, give me more of that. They looked great together. Yeah. The dancing, it was all very good. Man, that's what the show was missing because Mike Chang has already faded into the background so much over the course of this season yeah. after having pretty solid plot lines. Yeah, they, thus far. they're done with him now. Boo. But also, part of this was, like, we talked about with Anjali a little while back, how, like, in an alternate timeline, I think Naya Rivera would have been Velma Kelly on Broadway. Yeah. And we were robbed of that really in this were. timeline. I think she would have been so fucking stellar. Um, uh, because that's, like, what... She, I mean, I don't know. She yeah. doesn't do... I forget which... Uh, oh, no, she does Ran Into My Knife ten, ten times, times, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you what did you yeah, think of the performance in general? Solid. I mean, like, if this were, and this is my note for a lot of these numbers, like, if this were any other context, yeah. like, if this were something they pitched to do for Nationals because they needed a, a, a Broadway song, right? totally. Totally, and then you get all of the girls in there, and it's fucking stellar. But, yeah, I mean, like, again, not not the assignment. Not the assignment. Also, I thought it was weird that when they're going down and saying, like, the words, like, you know, they're doing the popsick squish, all of them sounded like sugar. Like, they all were... They all sounded the same. They all sounded the same, and they were all doing this, like, high-pitched, like... Nasally. Nasal voice. Like, they all sounded vaguely like the nanny. Um, yes. While they were doing yeah. that. And I don't know why they made that choice for them all to sound like the nanny while they were doing it, but they did. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, and then it's extra weird also because so Santana does the he ran into my knife ten times verse, and during that verse we cut to Beast and Cooter. Clearly, like we do not see an actual hit, but we do see sort but we of see him getting getting angry. Yeah, getting angry at her and clearly being, you know, harsh and being violent towards her. Uh, they took a lot of things that historically have worked for them. Yeah. And kind of missed the mark just with the circumstance, I think. There's also, like, a lot um, of on-the-nose things. Like, they, they talk about... Like, they, they do a direct cut of Beast cutting up a chicken when... Like, right. that the line about cutting Probably up a chicken, chicken happens. And you're like, okay. A bit... Yeah. A bit too much glee. Yeah. Um... But uh, overall, like, solid song, tight choreography. Yeah. Like, Good costuming. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and then they're like, what did you think, Sue? Also, where did Beast go? Because yeah. in the middle of that, Beast just got Beast overwhelmed, we leaves. know why, yeah. and left. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, they're like, Sue and Roz are like, you guys did not understand the assignment. And I was like, I still don't, but you're right. They did not understand <laughs> the assignment. Uh that was like that's not empowering that's just about women in their underwear singing about how they killed their husbands for chewing gum and you're like yeah right true not not, not, incorrect. not incorrect yeah and then yeah. they go anyway. find beast and they're like why'd you leave uh because you know it was bad but it wasn't that bad and that's when she drops the bomb <laughs> that like yes it wasn't she got the black eye because cooter did hit her Yes. But then he, he got was, drunk, but then he was immediately sorry. Yep, he did um, the very classic, like, he said he was so nice afterwards, said he'd never do it again, etc. Right. It's weird because they're like, you have to get out of there. Like, Sue is like, you're coming to stay with me. And then it's also, like, ended, though, with Sue being like, and don't worry about packing an overnight bag. I have a tent you can wear. So I'm like, wild to make this, like, about Sue reaching out and offering to help Beast. And then still insulting her and her appearance uh, right, yeah. right at the end there. I, I'm genuinely wondering if they were like, we need a button. Like, what was right? happening in the writer's room where they were like, this is serious, but we have to remember that this is also a comedy. Right. So let's, uh, so how do we, how do we address that? And this was their solution? Well, like, like what? Well, don't forget, Sue is still a bully. Right. So, like, how, how, how did this come about? I don't know, but it wasn't a good choice. Nope. 
But yeah, cut to Puck cleaning a pool. This is his last day cleaning pools. He's gonna skip town and go west, except enter dad. Yeah, we have, like, the most dramatic, like, the a dad drop of, like, uh, we don't even see him, but the scene just ends with Puck being like, dad? And you're like, oh, okay. Unexpected. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, we cut to Finn's plan where he basically, like, plans to have all the dudes surround him and ambush him. Um, and you're like, oh. Artie is the bait. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> we're planning on rolling him into the pool with his wheelchair, and I wrote, oh. another yeet! Yeah, callback. <laughs> They've already done that once. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like Finn has hatched a very elaborate capturing plan. It's very strange. Roy's the lookout. He's like, what am I looking for? And Finn's like, just the lookout. And it's... Just the lookout. Just look out. And then, but just, it's all for naught because Puck comes in and says, you know, I saw my dad, who is just some white guy, it looked like, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not even a cameo of anyone. Not that, that like, I could recognize. He might be someone. No. Yeah, they share a beer or whatever, um, and he gives his dad money right. for rent. Yeah, because what it was is Puck's dad came to borrow money from his son, and this was enough for Puck to be like, I can't be like him. I don't want to. Right. He's like, I don't want to go up and see myself hitting up Beth for money in however many years. Like, I don't want to be that right. guy. So I'm going to graduate. Which, you know, valid. Yeah. The, uh, but again, I don't think it was very earned no. because we have not had m much of Puck this season, so there has yeah, there not been a been whole like, lot of growth. Puck has daddy issues. Like that's not really been a plot line for him. It's just like, oh, okay, we'll hire this random guy. He'll be your dad. He'll put you, set you on the straight laced path of studying or whatever. Right. Cut to. Rachel has some intel. Okay. And again... <sighs> so we're, we're, we've made it to the Niata auditions, which is what I'm sure I've been excited to talk... This is what I was excited about about this episode, was talking about okay. the whole Niata audition process. Because first of all, I'm sure so much okay. of it's fake. There's no way... Oh, a thousand percent. There's no way that the dean of vocal work or whatever would travel to your school to watch two students audition... No. Right, in suburban Ohio. They are not doing a tour of the U.S. to go to every high school and to hear auditions. Um, no. And also, we haven't even brought this up yet. Who is it who is coming to your high school? Oh my god, thank you so much for asking, Karina. It's Whoopi fucking Goldberg. It's Whoopi Goldberg! She's here? She's a big deal, apparently. She's a big deal, and she, hey, she delivers. Yeah. She eats. She does. She's got, like, her, like, Minerva McGonagall, like Harry Potter professor. Yes, she is giving Minerva on. McGonagall. She is here. She is not here for your nonsense. She is stoic, but she is fair. Also, apparently Whoopi Goldberg doesn't fly, so she took a fancy bus from New York to L.A. to film this. I believe it. So much I like fully believe Carmen it. Thibodeau is apparently taking a tour of the U.S. to watch students audition for her program two at a time, which I just can't get over that. Um, no, she, absolutely not. She is ready. Kurt goes first. He is in his yes. full phantom outfit, which once again, I feel like you're not supposed to do. No, especially, hey, look, this is the 2010s. You wear like slacks and a jewel toned button down. Obviously. This was the age of jewel toned audition wear. If you're not wearing jewel you want tones, to talk about chokeholds on the theater community? It was jewel tone on his button down. Jewel tone, jewel tone, anything. Um, so he gets up. Just ask Andrew Brietis. He did a whole TikTok on it's this fair. in like uh in a serial um, what's her name? Oh shit, what's her name? I was on a roll. Sarah Koenig, Sarah ah, um, style of breaking down things that had chokeholds on us. Yeah, that's fair. But, but specifically, jewel the jewel-toned tone. outfits of auditioning of the 2010s. I love a jewel tone. No, no shame there. Me too. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, Kurt comes out in as the Phantom and announces mm -hmm. his intention to sing Music of the Night. And then on, on stage, backtracks and is like, but you must hear that one a lot. And Whoopi Goldberg right. is like, it's that uh, Impossible Dream from Man of La Mancha and Being Alive from Company. 
Um, yes. Ian, have you ever sang any of those three songs at an audition? No. Interesting. And mo- I mean, mostly because I'm not a phantom. Yeah. I I'm not a Don Quixote, and I'm too young for Bobby still. That's so. true. <laughs> you, so you haven't like, done I Bobby could, yet. No, I could I could grow I can grow into Bobby. Yeah, you could do a being um, alive. Right, but not for an audition yeah. unless I am asked to, because that would be the context. Right. Is like, hey, prepare being alive. Um, anyway, what other um, what other songs are would you say are on a like do not like yeah give me a couple hits of like do not bring couple songs. hits um on my own yeah duh which also um, Rachel has done as for an audition which, which so. Rachel has done what else like there I mean like so many from like those power musicals yeah. that just ran for a long time in the eighties like so much Weber is sort of taboo your memories yeah. your really most things um. Like, anything from Les Mis or Phantom, um, yeah. even Miss Saigon. Um, mm. Like, and, I mean, like, arguably some of the stuff I did, like, I sang Not While I'm Around for mm. everything when I was, like, that age. Um, but, uh, and, like, All I Need is the Girl from Gypsy. Like, so much from Gypsy is, yeah. like, kind of do not sing. Um, now, that's a little that's a little more doable. Um, can it, but yeah, I'm trying. Can to it go the other way that like you shouldn't bring something that's from something too new, like? Um, it can, like, you don't want it to be too obscure. Like you want, it's a weird kind of annoying thing. Like you want to look like you've done your research right. and that you have a knowledge of like musical theater canon and history, but like there comes a point where you're like, what the fuck and who the fuck is that by? Which all of us have done. Yeah, um, fair. So if, like, if you walk into audition right now and you're singing a song from, like, six, is that probably, is that kosher prob- or is that weird because it's so, like, of the moment and, like, very in right now? That It's a little tricky because, like, it is very of the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more that, like, less that so many people are going to be singing songs from six and more like you're going to hear kind of the same style and the same sort of vibe coming from so many in this case other women yeah um that like you're if you're going to do something six you're going to do something six like inspired you're going to want to find something that is knowable like that is known but that you have your spin on so that, like, you stand out and, right. like, something that showcases your voice and your ability to storytell. Um, but, like, it's kind of a no-no to do stuff that's, like, currently running. That would make um, sense to me because then it makes it, it's like you said, it feels like you're not really doing your research. Like, of course you know about this stuff right. that's happening right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I- I'm not a woman. Um, that's But true. if I were auditioning for six, I would, like, I t- I- I'm so sorry because we've been doing, we've been not mentioning it for a while, but like a Kate Bush song right. could be a good choice well, six for is like a six audition because it's not, it's like a whole different, yeah, right. We could um, anyway. This is not uh, audition six cast. cast, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so he makes a choice real quick to scrap his phantom look. Well, he is going to go back to his other choice, which was uh, I'm not the boy next door. Which is, I thought, a perfect choice for it him. Like, really I thought, is. like, this is a great audition song yeah. for him, and like in general, because it's part of the musical theater canon. There's some history it there. It's all the things we it, just talked about. In, exactly. In terms of and like, like it's, Kurt's personal journey, it makes sense for him. Yeah, and it's it's the perfect song for him, Kurt, the performer. It yeah. shows us who he is. And on top of that, like, of course, this is not how an audition would go, but you have this awesome production number with the backup singers and the band and Brad. And, like, it is such a chef's kiss of a number. I love this number. I think, and also, I think he sounds good doing it. Like, yes. Which is good for an audition. Like, you pick a song that showcases, like, Kurt has a very unique sort of vocal presence as a male performer. So, yeah, this, this does well for him. Um, it was like, and they talk about it at the end being like a risk, but yeah. I would say it's the right kind of calculated this risk. This is exactly what you should do. Um, and it, this, yes. this was Kurt's journey this episode, and he nailed it. Um, I love that he was thinking about this enough that he had on a tearaway phantom costume because he was wearing yeah. his gold lame pants underneath. Um, 
the line that he very uncomfortably says, like, I had my swans on standby because he had Brittany, um, Brittany, Tina, Mercedes and, and Tina, right? Yeah, as, uh, and I also like that Brittany and Tina and Mercedes are wearing, um, old competition outfits for this. You're right. They're wearing, like, either nationals or maybe regionals. I don't remember which one it was. But I was like, oh, Recycling Queens. We love to see it. Like, <laughs> they already had those gold dresses. That. They are wearing them again. Like, it was, yeah, it was perfect. Whoopi loved it. She once again mentions how Hugh Jackman won a Tony for this performance. Yes. Uh, and says that he took the perfect wrist, and he, she's very impressed. So, yeah. yay, Kurt. She's impressed. I love this for us. Yes. But what about Rachel? Oh, my God. I love this for me. Um, <laughs> so Rachel, oh man, Rachel, you know, gets out, announces herself, says that she's going to sing a song from her favorite musical. All anytime watching Glee talk about Funny Girl now is is too much. It's 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 already too much. There are so many things that, like, I feel like responsible for perpetuating whatever curse yep. has happened. And this is one of them. Yeah. This is one of them. Um, um, so she totally beefs it. Yeah, she, as the as the episode title goes, chokes. She totally chokes. She's been singing this song forever. She doesn't like the back of her hand, and she messes up the lyrics, starts over, and messes up the lyrics a second time. Yeah, and the tempo. Yeah, and Carmen's not having it. She's like, no, sorry. Carmen's not having it. Carmen's like, you're allowed eight bars. I gave you 16. I'm like, Kurt definitely sang a whole song. Um... She, yeah, and it seemed like Rachel was about to sing a whole song too. But okay, I guess maybe it's a metaphorical eight bars. Right, eight bars is an idea. Yeah. Um, her breakdown at the end of it is iconic. Um, yes. I'm going to send. Yes. So this 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 is a quick nine second video. Okay. Um, that is my favorite part of this episode, which is. Okay. Which is Rachel breaking down at the end, <laughs> begging. To... Oh man, I've seen this as a gif. And something about the enunciation, you know, she's supposed to be just saying please over and over again, but her register is getting so high and it's cutting off and it does sound like she's just going, peek. <laughs> yeah. Peek. Someone was like, she sounds like a sink faucet when it's, uh, <laughs> that's leaking. Also on top of that, and this is somewhat of a tangent, this was the day that like, Four different people sent me, mm -hmm. yourself included, Karina, the Broadway Beat um, satire article of, like, press release from the Funny Girl uh, producers. Fuck around and find out. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll cast Matthew Morrison. This is a threat. Like, that yep. thing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she fucking beefs it. It's great to see. Um, yeah. We haven't had... There hasn't been, like, a Rachel gets... Well, I guess there's sort of been a Rachel gets taken down a peg plot like she wasn't allowed to perform at sectionals or whatever because of the cheating but watching Rachel right. totally beef it at an audition just felt great you know it really did it had to happen Pleak. like having her having her biff it's the climb by Miley Cyrus three years ago that had not enough no standards that, I mean or no no standards there's no, no reason no stakes stakes that's it no reason whatever stakes was there's, the word there's I was nothing there for. here she had so many stakes um, and she just could not she didn't can do it right but and like here's the thing like if it were like so many other characters we might feel bad for them but this was already an episode of like is rachel trying to sabotage you right well it's because of all her talk about like kurt like this isn't the time to take risks and then it didn't matter right. because a song that she's known since she was two or whatever she's still like when the moment came for it she couldn't pull it out so right um that's the high point of the episode for me is is kurt kurt killing it with Boy Next Door, and then Rachel's choke. This is the high point of... This is why I like this episode. But there is so hate, much more, Karina. Basically everything else I hate. Because um, yes. then we cut to the Glee boys, apparently at three in the morning in the school, not allowed to do that. N no. Doesn't Teaching matter how much... geography. Yeah. I, and then it's like, fine, whatever. It's your typical, like, cramming study session. Except then, for some reason... They move into, like, a punk rock cover of The Rain in Spain from My Fair Lady? Why? What the fuck? 
Why does this happen? <laughs> Who? What kind? What, was the episode that short that they're like, we need another song? Yeah. What? And might I add, the fuck? It's it's bad. It's not a it's good bad. cover. It makes no sense. Um, he's not studying for a diction test. The song no. isn't about actual geography. No, that's the kicker. It's not like where is Spain. It's where does the rain fall in Spain? Right. Which, like, I don't even know if that's true that the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. It's because it rhymes and it's supposed to be helping Eliza Doolittle with her diction. Like, it's not a full of facts and figures. No. No. Ugh. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Why is it happening? Uh, Joe can play guitar too, which I guess maybe we knew, but I didn't wasn't sure. I mean, he he ha- he's played guitar, but he's played like acoustic youth pastor. Okay, um, so yeah, he did have a guitar before. Yeah, Jesus um, is cool kind of thing. Um, this is just it's so dumb. This it is had so no. It needed to happen zero percent off the fucking rails. And it's not even that good. It's not good. It's not good. Era, which era is Glee in here? Because I could not put it to words. Were that like you've isolated everyone? Because most non-musical theater fans aren't going to want to hear. No one. There's the Venn diagram of people who want to hear a weird punk rock cover of "The Rain in Spain." There, there is no. It's non-existent. That that doesn't. Theater exist. fans are like, why are you doing this? Non-theater fans are like, why like, are why are you doing this? this? And they're just doing it with no regard for anyone's feelings. <laughs> I'm just imagining they're like, no, we need to inca- we need to capture all the boomers that want to watch Glee but need to be related to from My Fair Lady or whatever. But this also, we not. need to keep our youth fan base. Out of all the songs from My Fair Lady to do, this yeah. is not the one I would pick, and it certainly wouldn't be the one I'd be like, let's make it more rock and roll. Right. Ugh. Whatever. This scene was dumb as fuck. So anyway. stupid. <laughs> Anyway. And then we have to go back to the serious plot that's still also poorly done. The fucking whiplash of this entire second half. Yeah. Of this entire episode. I take that back. The entire episode. Yeah. Ugh. I'm tired. Um, so... Beast. Beast didn't end up staying with Sue. Um, She went to her sister's house. Yes. So she claims. Yeah. And then this is also punctuated with Sue being like... Beast is like, I didn't, sorry, Sue, I didn't come. I spent the all night packing up and moving in with my sister, Denise. And then Sue was like, is your sister's name Denise Beast? Denise Beast. So then they make a bunch of jokes about that. I'm like, is this, why do you keep throwing jokes into yeah. your very serious plot? Also, this was fast. This was a really fast resolution. Of course, it's not done yet. But right. like, this was just so uh, domestic it's, it's violence. Very, you got to get mark. out. Okay. Yep. Um, move in I'm with out. me. I moved in with my sister. Good. I'm gonna go um, tell the uh, go tell the Glee Club girls. You know, tell them the yeah. truth. I did get hit, and then they're like, "But how?" And yeah. It's like you know, we wouldn't we would have never imagined that could happen, but it can right. happen. You're like, but okay, yep. And it's again, just, like all valid points, just so glossed over. It's so fast. Like they're literally. It's like they made a checklist of like how to have a domestic violence plotline, and they are just trying to get through all the boxes. Right. Anyway, Puck is doodling it, on his geography test. It's but, like your classic, like, intense, like, te- end-of-the-year test-taking scene. There's one in every, like, anytime there's a plot thing, about someone yeah. who needs to pass a test, you cut to them taking the test, and he's like, oh, I know these answers, and then... It was in but, the fucking rock and roll My Fair Lady song right. I just sang. Although then he gets to a question, he's like, this wasn't in the song, and that right. did make me laugh. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right payoff that the song the, proof that first of all the song was not a fever dream and right. also hilarious that like yeah that you learned to you learned the subject through a song and then suddenly you're like wait a minute that wasn't in the song that right. was the only redeeming quality of that entire thing um, um but and then he comes out and he's like and i he's, did my best i did my best and you my friends you're all my dad i don't <laughs> yeah. need my dad i have all of you as dads and i'm like what what <laughs> this was so weird because once we have a again we have a you guys taught me what it means to be a man i don't and think anyone spent any amount of time doing that this i think in this show I think, yeah i think what we're learning here is just no one knows what it means to be no a man. no one knows what it means to be a man 
they have very odd standards for it. I did like that he was like, you're all my dads, and you have been for the past four years. Even you, Blaine. And he's like, thanks? Yeah. I guess. I've been here yeah. like two minutes. But sure, I can beat your dad if you need, Puck. <laughs> um, but also, I was like, none of them have dads, except for Mike Chang. Mike Chang has a dad, and his relationship with his dad is rocky sometimes. Yeah. Um, Finn Tenuous has... at best. Finn has a stepdad who's good. Finn has a stepdad. He has the best stepdad. Yes. Um, Artie presumably has a dad. Maybe. We, we cannot Sam confirm or deny. Sam but he has a live dad. With his, he does not live with his dad because his dad lives in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, for all we know, Blaine has dad. I'm sure Blaine has dad. It's never explained. Right. Um, Blaine has brother and that's all we know. For sure. Yeah. So um, Puck puts all of his... Uh, daddy issues on his friends it's fine hashtag that's what friends are for yeah um, to be your dad so then we have what should have been the end but it wasn't yes, it was not no this it should have ended here um the glee girls get beast back into the choir room and we're like we're sorry for how we acted earlier um and we owe you a song about being empowered to leave a man who's abusing you yeah. Um. And so they they all appropriately sit on stools, and <laughs> stool sing, choir. Yep, stool choir, and they sing um, uh, shake it shake out, it out. by uh, Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. I well, I should say, they all sit on stools. They don't all sing. <laughs> they don't all sing for whatever reason. They brought Sugar here, and she just sits on the stool the whole time and sways. So Not does Brittany. Sing- yeah. The two of them just. Chillin'. So Chillin' is, vibing. I don't, like, you couldn't even at least, like, you didn't have to include them in the arrangement if you didn't want. But, like, like couldn't you have at least made them mouth along to the words as though they yeah. were singing? And it's like, why would you not include them in the arrangement? They're already canonically both suddenly, in Sugar's case, phenomenal singers. This Well, they don't typically trust Heather Morris with, like, soft songs. They give, tend to give her more, like, dance music she tends to be the most auto-tuned and i think it's probably sure. kind of similar for the actress who plays uh sugar i think her name's vanessa it's just like so Valid. it's fine if they want to sell the cover with like the three good best voices in that group which is santana uh, right. Mercedes, and tina but again most people aren't going to listen to that and be like it doesn't sound like they're gonna just hear a group of girls singing and if they see sugar and Brittany like mouthing the words they're gonna be like yeah of course they're all sure. singing this number together yeah. even if it's not it looks so much weirder it to looks have so them much just weirder. sitting there just like we are also here that being said love this love yes. this song yeah like um i know florence does a similar like cover that's out there that's like acoustic like this and it's a similar mm-hmm. like Stripped like the way down, she like, sings it yeah. yeah um the way she phrases it and like sings those lyrics is similar um to what they do here but God, it was so beautiful. The harmonies were beautiful. The arrangement. We get Tina. Tina gets her moment with Santana and Mercedes. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what a beautiful trio. Like, what more could you ask yeah. for? Yeah, it's mostly like out of all this, why have Sugar and Brittany in this plot line then? Yeah, I guess to fill out Cell Block Tango. But sure, it's so strange. It would have been just as weird, though, if they were, like, if it was just the three of them and, uh, and they had to explain away why Sugar and Brittany weren't there in that instant. Right. Well, like, I meant, like, from the start, why even have them? Yeah, sure, sure. Because they didn't add anything to the plot, but... Right. And especially in the case of Sugar, like, why bring her back for this? But we digress. Yeah. Um, while they're seeing this, it's there's cuts to reveal that Beast um, has gone back to Cooter. And has given him a second chance. Second chance. So even though she's crying and thanking the girls for, like, this beautiful song that's supposed to empower her, she has still gone back. And I guess that's maybe supposed to be on the checklist of, like, domestic violence plotlines. Right. That's clear. That's very realistic, of course. It's not so easy to just up and leave. Um, God. But boy, what a fucking ending. Like, and that would have been a powerful ending. Again, right. I don't think they should have done this plot at all, but, like, that would have at least been sort of, like, a like power. If, if this had have... been the A plot, and that would have been how the episode ended, they would have done better at it. And, like, if this were something that had 
a good three-ish episodes to the storyline. Absolutely. But I don't remember if this is the end of the Beast Cooter plot. I I don't think it is. I do think we've returned to it. I hope so. Um, But it's weird that they did this at all. And then we have to go to, like, the actual ending of the episode, which is... Kurt goes to comfort Rachel, and she's like, no, you know, I messed up. You and Finn will have a great time in New York. Right. Like, even though Finn was all like, I'll come to New York with you, even if I don't have prospects, but Rachel's like, that doesn't go the other way. Right, Uh, that's weird. We can now fully discuss the foolishness of not applying to any other programs. Yo, and so many real colleges were mentioned here. So many with good theater programs. The dude from that was going to go to NYU was stalking Kurt last time. Like, yeah, talk to come him. Come on. But so, no, it's just an excuse for Rachel to sing an overly long, sad, slow song. Yeah. It's yeah, Cry, it's a Kelly Clarkson song. I don't remember it. I had slow belty Rachel Ballad as belty Rachel Ballad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see her being sad and over her kind of being sad. We cut to Puck failing his geography exam at the same time. So right at, at the end of the episode, everything has Puck is still failing geography. Rachel didn't get into Niata, and Beast went back to her abusive husband. So bad, bad, bad is bad, how bad, this bad. episode ends. Right, real downer all around. Yup. See, like the only when I remember this episode, what I remember is the Niata auditions, which I think is a good plot. Like, we've been building up to the Niata auditions. We yes. have them. Kurtz goes great. Rachel goes poorly. That's good, because it seems like, for a lot of it, we feel like it's going to be the opposite. They should have really focused in on that and maybe one B plot. Maybe give us the Puck plot, which I didn't right. like either. But you are they're trying to include this super serious, like, tackling an issue plot in the same episode really brings it down. And, and like, ha- how many godforsaken one-off plot lines have we had to this right. point that could have just not happened? And then yeah. maybe we have this beast plot line again as its own thing, its own focus. It would have been rough, but it would have been it, given the weight it deserves. It needed, to, yeah. If they wanted to do this, if their heart was set on highlighting domestic violence, they needed to make it the focus of an episode, not shoehorn it into the episode that has the like season building plotline of Kurt and Rachel's Niata edition which right. we've been building to since episode 2 it, it's it's yeah. rude to both plotlines to make them happen simultaneously yes but anyway let's talk about the music in this episode speaking of yes so you're going to pick one of these songs mm-hmm. for you to own forever mm-hmm. uh, we had let's see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 we had technically eight, but really only six, because I don't think two of them were released, but we're going to go through all eight. Um, we had Music of the Night. Uh, we had Schools Out, The Cell Block Tango, Not the Boy Next Door. We we had some of Don't Rain on My Parade. <laughs> we had The Rain in Spain. We had Shake It Out, and we had Cry, which is the sad Rachel ballad. Yes. Get, um, get you, the name's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Shake It Out. Yeah, um, that's fair. That I mean, like, that's just a cool, vibey song to listen to at any given point. I'll take it. Yeah. I might go with Not the Boy Next Door, which is, like, more of a... It's more of a performance to watch. But, like, I honestly just want to support Kurt in his best moments. So. Valid. I think we both chose correct answers, so... I will absolutely not be going with their cover of The Rain in Spain because I'm actively oh, fuck angry no. at it. No. Actively <laughs> That was angry a crime. Yeah. Why did Glee do this? They should they should answer for their crimes. Yeah. <laughs> right Someone in gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and speaking uh, of. <laughs> yeah. The, great the, transition, the show, Ian. <laughs> thank you so much. I totally planned that. The show is at Glee Aggressive um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and uh, you can write in at gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you're one of the uh, creative team of Glee and tell us uh, what the Why fuck. Why you did that. And if you're yeah. not one of the creative 
members of Glee and cannot tell us what the fuck, um, what should they write in about this week, Karina? You know what? Tell us what song from a classic, like, My Fair Lady era musical you would like to see as a weird punk rock cover. And I think the caveat with that should be you can't include um, Folksy Oklahoma that fucks. No, because they didn't really... Did they change a lot of the musicaling? Musicaling. How <laughs> things they sounded? I thought they just changed the vibes. Um, it's the vibes, but it's also, I believe, the arrangements, because it's okay. more, like, folksy arrangements. It's more um, bluegrassy, if I under, if I remember correctly. I haven't actually, like, dived that deep into it. Do you think they could do Hot My, Her- My Fair Lady That Fucks? <laughs> oh, my God, that would be wild. Uh, anyway, uh, send us I, now I'm thinking, for I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair. I'm gonna wash that. <laughs> It's a really okay. impressive Garnier commercial. Maybe there's some potential here. <laughs> Maybe Glee was on to something in the right context. Anyway. Man, Ian, we turn that around. There's always a, there's always a way. Um, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, iBrods on TikTok, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, oh, um, get tickets for my show at Rockwood Music Hall, October 4th, at 7 p.m. Um, yeah. That'll be in October, Yay. but get your tickets. Where can people find you, Karina? You can find me at the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. Uh, well, Ian. Yes. Uh, Karina. Remember when I said to put a pin in prom? Yep. That's because next week when you join us, when yes. we will be discussing next episode, which uh, we will be discussing season three, episode 19, which is titled... Promosaurus. Oh boy. <laughs> Which I think leads to more questions than answers. <laughs> Don't they but, always? Yep. So thank you all for joining us to listen to this episode. Join us next week when we discover what Promosaurus could possibly mean. And Ian, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next one of Glee? Honestly, yes. You know, I want to see where this goes. There's that's fair. There was a big misstep in this, but they did at least plot moved forward, and I want to know what's happening. And I, in the little like preview photo of it, I saw Quinn. So like, of course, I'm gonna say yes. So you're in. I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.